In the wake of the controversial 2020 Pro Chess League, HDR senior interviewer Otto Meyertendel spent a week shadowing members of the secretive body known as the Chess Stuff Investigators. Otto's economy class journey took him to Switzerland. I've spent almost three hours on a train from Lyon in France when I finally step onto the platform of Zurich's Oerlikon station. In a somehow unforeseen event, the mountains between the two cities had caused a severe delay, meaning that I'm running late for my appointment. Luckily for me, the traffic is light and my cab is able to get me across the town in a relatively good time. I make it to be around 34 minutes. My destination is the European headquarters of the Global Chess Enforcement Body, an elite organization of detectives and field operatives who have made it their life's work to keep chess as clean as possible. And I don't mean they polish the pawns and sponge down the rooks. At the time of my visit, in the middle of an unusually cold Swiss April, the sport has been set alight by these revelations about a prevailing culture of cheating. A blight that is affecting all levels of chess, from the heady peaks of grand mastery, all the way down to the grassroots, uh, the base camps, sorry, of the school clubs. Upon entering the headquarters building, a shabby concrete affair whose lack of outward upkeep aligns with the CSI's clandestine nature, I am greeted by my contact, Nils Giovanni. Nils wears a long winter coat on top of an almond-colored shirt that badly needs ironing. But one look at the crags and shadows on his face dispels any notion that this shirt and wonky tie are the consequence of laziness. Instead, I can see that this is a man who sleeps too little and works too much to worry about such things as trivial as ironing. Nils speaks with a clipped intonation and doesn't waste any words. He is Swiss-Italian, but aside from his medium length to dark hair, there is little Italian about him. Even the Swiss portion of his heritage seems hard to pick out of a predominantly Scandinavian manner. Are you ready? He says, almost immediately after reminding himself to ask me how I'm doing. I say I am ready. Good. And he leads me through a heavy door into the next room. This uh, whistle-stop door is seemingly for the sole purpose of picking up Nils' coat. An even bigger and longer winter garment than the one he is already wearing. He shrugs this onto his shoulders, on top of the other coat and the almond shirt, before nodding his head back in the direction from where we just came. That's where we're going. There is something about Nils that makes me want to interrupt my mission and just to interview him. However, my head overrules my heart on this one. Nils Giovanni is not a man who talks about himself with words. This much I can tell, if only from his body language. I can see the weight on his shoulders as we enter the car park behind the building, by which I mean his jewel winter coats, of course. Mental burdens are notoriously difficult to detect visually, especially when walking behind someone. In my experience, at least, Nils pats the roof of a nondescript black sedan, indicating to me that this is our ride. He doesn't open my door for me. No time. No guests. No dead weight. Inside the car, it smells of cigarette smoke, the source of which reveals itself to be Nils' partner, Romain Tenenbaum, 
who sits behind the wheel, finishing off a lit cigarette. Romain is the more talkative of the pair, as I find out, although he isn't keen on me recording our conversation. Only Nils's grunt of assurance seems to make it acceptable to him. Placated, Romain offers me a cigarette before starting the engine. It's one of only three left in his packet, another five of which I can see stoked out in the car's ashtray. As I make my mind up, Nils reaches over and plucks out one, leaving just two, one of which I decide I should take in the interest of inclusion and trust. I haven't smoked since the third month of my PhD, and the first drag combined with the car's lurching into motion brings about a wave of a rather embarrassing coughing. This seems to go unnoticed, however, or it is just ignored, either out of a politeness, or as is more likely, its relative unimportance. I wait for the coughing to subside before breaking the silence with a question. I want to know where it is we are driving to, and why it is we are driving there. It's become almost routine. Romain sighs in the cut glass accent of his native Denmark. A younger player caught cheating. Computers. We're going back to school. Clarifies Nils as the sky darkens. And if you're wondering what happens next, you can hear more of Otto's adventures with the Chess Stuff Investigators in the second instalment, coming soon to the Hamburg Design Review.